Shepherding alone can be hard, so why not do it with a friend? I'm Ben Gilbert, and this is Modern Shepherd. Pinning down the history of working dogs is really complicated and really hard. We have been working with dogs for somewhere between 40 and 20,000 years. Uh, We have different kinds of ancient sculptures and tablets and art that suggest we've been hunting at least with dogs for thousands of years and writing about herding with dogs in particular can go as far back as the 16th century. It's not certain when we started using dogs to work, but we know that we've been doing it for quite some time. The domestication of dogs is really closely related to the evolution of human beings and how we've spread throughout the world. It's common belief that uh, most domesticated modern dogs come from some form of the gray wolf or some kind of ancestral relative closest to the modern gray wolf. We've created a lot of different narratives on how wolves were domesticated into dogs, and it's really complicated and not well known. Some argue that we domesticated them on purpose, on accident. Some say that wolves domesticated themselves because they saw the niche that humans were able to fill and wanted to be a part of it, but it's really hard to know, and whether or not they are directly related in any way to gray wolves is really complicated. And the crossbreeding between different domesticated dogs with each other and other wolves and canines makes dogs and their domestication incredibly complex. What we do know about dog domestication is that as they moved throughout the world with humans, they developed specific breeds depending on climate and job, just like all domesticated animals did, just like sheep did, just as cattle had, just as any other domesticated animal. It's very obvious when we look at dogs, how dogs and culture evolved together and how human cultures have shaped the dogs we now have. When we look at cultures that have predominant livestock as their main source of sustenance and domesticated animals as their main source of sustenance, we see herding dogs and livestock guardian dogs. Whereas in cultures where we see predominant hunting as our form of sustenance, you see hunting dogs and dogs that are used to hunt. But what is most important for me to talk about for this podcast is obviously herding dogs. But in particular, I would like to focus on what I consider one of the most important and most common herding dogs out there, which is the Border Collie. The Border Collie is certainly a fan favorite among shepherds, at least as I've seen, and I completely get why. The Border Collie gets its name from the area where it was bred and developed, which is in the border between England and Scotland. The Border Collie is a descendant of old forest dogs that were kept by landowners in the United Kingdom in about the 16th century. 
these forest dogs were used to maintain deer and other game animal populations in the forests of wealthy landowners. And it's meaningful to note here that forest does not mean like unmanaged woodlands as we would often refer to it now, especially in the United States, but rather managed woodlots that were used predominantly for hunting fox and deer. Now, in the 16th century, a lot of Scotsmen who were managing these lands had noticed that these forest dogs, which were often commonly known as collies, were able to move groupings of deer without biting or causing damage, which was what was commonly happening with larger sheepdogs like the English sheepdog, where they would bite at the animal to move it. And having a herding dog that bites your animals is not only bad for the animal's like general well-being, but also it caused damage to the meat and fibers of the animal. The way these collies were able to move these animals so easily is because they are what is referred to as an eye dog, meaning that their very intense stare is what would be scaring these animals and making them move. Now thinking back to the last episode, we can think about the sheep's flight zone. And what a lot of herding dogs, especially herding dogs that work with cattle do, is they force themselves into the blind zone. And if the animal does not move, they nip at their ankles. What collies can do, which some other herding dogs can't do, is to get into the recognition and flight zone and move with the pressure of their stare. They have a strong enough eye that the sheep is going to just move away from them naturally. The sheep sees this dog staring at them and they want nothing to do with it and they're going to move away from the dog. The Border Collie is also known for its intelligence and agility. These are very quick and smart dogs. They are able to recognize a large amount of commands as well as different types of commands. Border Collies can recognize vocal commands as well as whistle commands, which can be incredibly helpful when herding and shepherding in large areas. What you may be wondering now is why does the collie want to herd in the first place? And that's because collies have an incredibly strong prey drive. What you're doing when you train a collie to herd is you're taking its natural instinct to eat these sheep And you're encouraging certain aspects of that behavior. You're telling the dog, chasing the sheep is okay. Chasing the sheep is okay when I tell you to, but also chasing the sheep is not okay when I tell you to stop. And you associate these actions with commands over time. And that's how training dogs generally works. And this is why we pick certain dogs to do certain tasks. You pick dogs that have a natural inclination towards the task you want it to do anyway. A collie wants to chase sheep, so you're going to pick a collie because it's naturally going to do the behaviors you want it to do. But that's the same reason why if you're not going to train a collie to do a task, it's probably not a good dog for you to own. It's going to become bored and start coming up with tasks on its own. And that's how you get a border collie that herds your children. This is a dog that suddenly does not have the task it's 
been bred to do and its genes are coded to do, so now it's going to come up with its own task. I've recently heard a really good comparison, which is the historical domestication or attempt of domestication of beavers. And when people would try and domesticate beavers, they'd bring them into their homes. But because this beaver can now no longer chew down trees and create its lodge, it would chew off table legs. The behaviors that are innate to a species are not erased through domestication. They're just altered slightly and oftentimes tamed down. But those innate wants and needs of the animal are still going to exist. And so all of this historical breeding of border collies to herd is not going to become erased just because it doesn't have the task. And so all of this historical breeding and intentional selection is what's going to benefit the shepherd in dog choice. There are many types of herding dogs, There's lots of preference for herding dogs. I certainly have a preference for border collies. I've spoken to people who have a preference against border collies. And it just depends on what you want out of your dog. And what you want from your dog can vary, especially in the world of herding. In the world of herding, there's two distinct categories that I would put shepherds into. And we'll get into that in the next episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben Gilbert, and this has been Modern Shepherd.